The Recap Book Chat duo is here. Time to get our brain cells in gear. And as Betty Smith said, the world is yours for the reading. And welcome to the 100th episode of the Recap Book Chat. Whoa, it is, I can't believe it. I'm shocked. I know. Two years. It, it's taken two years, but we have made, this is the 100th episode of the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for joining us on this auspicious occasion. It's a centennial. <laughs> and it is a centennial. And we wanted this, we wanted to go out on a bang on this one. So, for our 100th episode, we wanted to do Habits of the Household by Justin Whitmill Early. And it says, Practicing the Story of God in Everyday Family Rhythms. And it is a phenomenal book. I have marked the hound out of it. And where did you got me this, Mom? Where did you hear about it? And it was already marked when you got it because I marked it up and then passed it on. Which I love reading the books that you've already read. You, you take the best, you do these cool little side notes and the stuff you mark. I love the connections you make in the margin. And it's really fun to read a book that you've already read. I actually really enjoy that. Uh, it was well written. I was really, I did not even know, but at the end, you know, I look at the uh, note and he's a lawyer and I said, oh, it, it's pithy. It's short. It's like 223 pages and you zoom through it, but it's like the every, the cover is um, so well done. It, it shows you the times of each part of your day. And so I think it was when we did, um, we did another book about Techwise Family. Yeah, I think that the Andy Crouch. Up. Yeah, I think it came okay. up in there, and I thought it just looks pretty, you know. And then when I looked in there and it said rhythms, I just really liked that word, the rhythms. And then I mm. read the uh, excerpt, and man, it was really good. And his uh, beginning, he says, "It is easier to raise strong children than to repair broken men and women," which is a takeoff on Frederick Douglass's quote. Mm. And uh, I thought I thought that was so powerful to, and I like that. And he and he also said nothing important is easy. Nothing. Yes. And on really early in the book, the heart always follows the habit. I think that's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he so does here, a really good job. He lays it out really well. Yeah, he has, and he's not just spitting in the wind. But this guy, he has four boys. Mm -hmm. so he he's is, in the trenches <laughs> yeah. i thought that was pretty cool it is and, and he's uh, very vulnerable with his struggles and it, it just makes him so relatable like he's not sugarcoating anything i love that he his ideals are high but he also lives in reality so he's like this is you know he gives the the principle or the idea or the goal but then it's like, but this is pretty messy. He gives you like, this isn't not, you know, when they're praying, not every kid's head's bowed. Sometimes they'll be kicking their brother's yeah. foot or, you know, he gives you the, the real life version as well, which I appreciate because then it's not well, just me. You know, we're not going to be perfect. But he says yes. the final role of a parent is to keep looking to Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think we're, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall and you keep doing that. You just keep getting back up. But um, he, he has a, he has a pyramid. He has great graphics in here. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. graphics or info graphics or whatever, but very cool. And he has a pyramid. And I think this pyramid of uh, discipline could help anybody really, even yourself. If you, mm-hmm. cause we do have to self-discipline. You know, it's yes. in the Bible, oh, yeah. deny self. So I think it would be at the bottom, we start with loving authority. And then you do pause, prayer, body language, um, understanding, and consequences. So I liked that before I do, and I just heard from my friend Lacey this week, and they had a training, a teacher training. And he, she said, we do consequences too soon. Mm-hmm. And I think he's telling you always pause and pray. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that would give you time not to say something stupid. So pause and pray. I mean, I think flying off the handle is easy to do. That's maybe the only exercise we get sometimes is flying off the handle. We, well, we and sometimes to- we don't understand the, the power of silence either. Yeah. Sometimes, pause. I mean, if you don't know what to say, just take a minute, pray in your head be quiet and then make the kids squirm. You know, if they've done something, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that's kind of like just said, don't tell them how long they're going to lose something. Don't, mm-hmm. don't tell them. But I think in our culture of negotiating and stuff like that, they want to negotiate, but if they don't know, then they can't, you know, and then after the, the consequences, there needs to be a confession and then I love the bottom, the very top of, I keep my bottom and top, my, the very top of the pyramid says reconciliation, hug until we smile. Yes. And the I brother's hug. I yeah. love that. You need yes. to take a picture of that pyramid. Um, we will put that up because that is, I thought it was cool. And he wants to discipline, he said, should be discipleship because we're yes. training children to be self-reflective, self-reliant, all that. And I thought, I love that though. But that has to come from a place of love and not control. And I mm-hmm. love that he makes that connection because a lot of parents, we try to discipline quote unquote with um, control, which we think that's discipline and it's not like that's a lot of time. And that makes us angry when it's not working, when we're trying to get our kid to do something and they're not doing it. So it's like anger instead of coming from love. And you're, you know, and, and knowing like, we're not in control. God's in control, giving it to him, coming at it from that angle, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's not that struggle, that tension. I mean, there's still complications and problems that you have to sort through, but it's not that I'm trying to control you. No, don't yeah. control me. You know? And, so and he's like, don't be surprised because uh, we tend to think, there's there's nothing a lot of people there's nothing wrong kids will be kids i've heard that so many times kids will be kids but because he said that's an overdeveloped view of their fallenness that's Mm -hmm. like we can't change it we're going to act this way no that that's not true Mm because with god all things are possible so we can be our best self and um, what was your biggest takeaway I have a ton of biggest takeaways. Oh, man. Well, that is so hard because... Well, what was a big takeaway? Uh, there's so many things. I, I, maybe just going back to the basics of... Well, he talks a lot, too, about the parents. Really, we're the ones... When, we need, when our kids need parenting, we need to think that we need parenting. And so this is... 
it's not just about the kid. It's about us. So a lot of times when they're doing something, it's helping us get grow in patience, grow in trusting God, grow in something. So that changes my perspective on how I'm looking at it. Like, oh my goodness, as to, okay, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for all of us to grow. Yes. (laughs) You know, so the perspective would be a big one. And then the habits of just, wow, I loved his take on the habits because he talks about them as that, how much, uh, uh, here it is, habits as grooves of grace. And as the grooves of grace called the spiritual disciplines become habits, they take moments where we would otherwise be tired, failures, and guide us toward God's strength and love. This, of course, the hallmark of God's grace, it meets us in weakness and protects us from ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the heart of the whole book right there. Habits really do protect us from ourselves if they're intentional habits. Mm -hmm. And the habits that he helps us create through this book are very intentional. They're very um, focused on God. There's there's, There's something significant in every habit that he talks about and establishes. And so, man, if... It's so true. If we can just do the hard work up front, then the habits kind of take over and the kids will kind of help keep the habit going. And then we're kind of saved from uh, sabotaging it like we probably normally would on a bad day or something. Mm -hmm. And everybody is going to have a bad day. You know, Mm -hmm. you are going to have those. And um, we are formed in the image of what we habitually gaze at. We want to gaze at God. We going to gaze at your family, but not, he says, your phone should not be the first thing you look at. And he talks mm-hmm. about that, but I'm thinking of your, your uh, painting where everyone's looking at their phone. Well, here he does make a point of saying the human heart is never not being shaped by something. It That's is a not a one. car. There is no neutral. Mm, and that kind of gave me one. chill bumps. Cause I was like, Whoa. And so, um, for a fun note, uh, I will say that it says parenting is one long process revealing who you are. Yes. I thought that was good. That's kind of funny. You think what revealing who and grace means our mistakes aren't nearly so much opportunities to see how bad we are, but opportunities to see how good God is. Yes. And uh, one, and I I have a ton of uh, quotes, but I love this one. Send kids to bed with a settled soul. Mm, I love that. Yes. You know, so that, and he's referring to, there's a, he has a whole bedtime habit there and it's not long. It's, you know, some of it's, there's, he has different bedtime blessings and different things, but I mean, what a great way to end the night. And, and he's right too, when he talks about, when you have these habits in place and you know, okay, they're in bed. We just read, I'm about to give them this bedtime blessing, right? You do have a different, mindset. you know, this is coming a different mindset. If something does go wrong, where it's going to be hard for you to scream at them when you know, you're about to give them the bedtime blessing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it does change your perspective. And I thought that was cool. And his, yeah, I wrote that down. Cause I thought I even shared that with uh, my bloom classes that, um, uh, talking at their bed one of the ones was jesus bless their feet may they bring good news and you're touching their feet bless their legs may they carry on in times of suffering bless their backs may they be strong enough to bear the burdens of others bless their arms to hold the lonely 
their hands to do good work. Bless their necks that they may turn their, their heads to the poor. Bless their ears to discern truth, their eyes to see beauty, and their mouths to speak encouragement. I want. I, I love that. That's beautiful. That is it's so beautiful. beautiful. And yeah. we all want that for our kids, but I don't think we ever verbalize it. And then the fact that you're touching them, like I started doing like my boys, they love it. So I'm like, there's, there's something powerful in touch. And, you know, we give hugs, but a lot of times we don't think, but giving a, a verbal blessing and then physically touching their feet and their leg and their back and their head. And like, uh, there's a lot of power in that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like who wouldn't want that? I mean, would you say don't, don't give me a blessing. No, we're like, yes, that, I mean, words are powerful. In the story of God, limits are the way to a good life. Cause mm. you hear people, these are the habit bashers because some people say, I don't want to be in a ritual. I don't want to be, you know, rigid, mm-hmm. but yes, he says that God, uh, limits are the way to a good life. We know this because Jesus took on limits of being a man disciplining himself into a life of sacrifice why yes so we could be free from ultimate limitation of sin and death so i said limits are a good thing yes and we don't think of it that way because our culture and society tell us be unlimited you know (laughs) well look at what um, happened to people when they started doing unlimited refills mm -hmm. what do they do does anybody just drink one drink or do they go fill it up again? He's like, well, I, you know, if you go eat, they say smorgasbord, people eat more, uh, you know. We we need limits. Their yeah. health limits are healthy. And same with boundaries. It's I mean, boundaries thing. are healthy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought, wow. And then he said the struggle against boredom is really just the struggle against a fallen imagination. Mm. Wow. And I thought, man, and, and that is so true because it's the kids that build the fort and that do all this stuff they're using their imagination yes you don't do that if you're on a screen yes you know that's true and he he doesn't say you can't be on a screen but i love his wife i he he oh man his wife is like a my hero because in there she announced uh no we're going to uh we are not going to do screen time all the time, blah, blah, blah. And he's like feeling sorry for his wife for making this announcement. But when she, when she resigned to do it, she, she noticed that there was less fidgeting, less short tempers, and they weren't as needy. They weren't complaining. So he, I guess, researched that and, and screens are among the most habit forming mechanisms outside of a, addictive drugs they're that Mm -hmm. you know and so it totally and she was willing to give up because see what he was looking at they were on their i don't think they were on their screens a lot no but when she made that decision um that they and she also you can go to their website and she has a watch list and uh i think did we watch a movie from there yes i think we did or and there was a fox one but she said be careful you know read well and watch well and she has has a list and i think that's good i think uh families ought to share those if you find something um that's a a good clean entertainment you know that and he said then you can stop the movie and teach a lesson during that you know uh during a movie so i thought 
whoa, it was good. I mean, and, and he, he talks about when he went away to college that he kind of went off the rails. And I, I think he was a Christian, but when he went away from home, he lost it kind of and mm-hmm. went kind of uh, rogue is what I usually say. And his dad came to visit him. And his dad, I thought his dad was very smart because his dad starts talking about when he was young, how he made mistakes and how he did this and he confessed and did, you know, he, he, his struggles. And I thought, well, that's probably the way God wants us to do it. Instead of me pointing out your mistakes, me telling you about my mistakes. Oh, hundred percent. And then being vulnerable. Yeah. You, and he said that when his dad was vulnerable, it allowed him to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he asked this question of his kids. Is there anything you notice about the world that you think other people don't notice? I thought, wow, that's a good one. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. That and, is a good one. And when uh, I, I went to your house, I, I bought some candles and um, we put them on the table. And then we, this was from Justin. You, we lit the candles and the kids said, well, everybody says Jesus is the light and um, we're eating supper and someone holds the pepper uh, shaker. And actually I just was using a clip, but Titus, he went and got an actual pepper shaker. So, and I do think it's cool. It is cool. To give this book and a pepper shaker to someone would be a great gift. It would be an awesome gift. You would be enriching their family tenfold. And he talks about the, the idea for the pepper game was born out of a very chaotic situation at a restaurant where he was struggling to Desperate. control. So I yes. think it, it might be a gift from God that God oh, yes. gave him. And um, so then you ask a question and it could be, what is, what, what were your thorn? What's your thorn or, or rose today? Uh, or uh, that's translated your high or your low or what's your favorite movie or animal or whatever. And then everybody answers it. And who, the only person that can talk, is the one with the pepper shaker and so then what is that teaching that's teaching other people that's teaching the kids to listen to each other and to take turns and to not interrupt there's a lot of good things that are coming from this one simple game and then they're you're eating Mm -hmm. you know when it's not your turn if you're not fighting to talk then you're gonna eat Mm -hmm. and i just we did it at with the ladies with grown-ups and it worked really good because you you learn uh about people like I learned that your favorite movie was Sound of Music. I didn't know that. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't have picked that. You know. And well, it, we said. I think we said if you had a movie to take to a deserted island, I was like, well, that's a long yeah. one. That's one of my favorite long ones. So, <laughs> but I. I mean, I just think that, and I, you know, in a high and a low, we did it at in the Bloom class, and one lady said she her husband had recently passed away. And she said she was in the shower washing her hair and the bathroom light goes out. Oh, no. Yeah. And she finishes best she can and everything. But, you know, she's in the dark. And so she said, my high was I went to town and I got that bulb and I put it in all by myself. She put a fluorescent, whatever it is. And uh, she you know, she said, I could have called somebody to do it, but I thought, well, I want to see if I can do it myself. And mm-hmm. she did. And that was her. So her high and low was the same thing. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I thought that was rose and thorn together. Roses and thorn. Yeah. And that could happen sometime. But and um, my uh, I think I what he says when you get up in the morning, 
that maybe you should say a, a kneeling prayer and it says, God, may I reflect your image in my work today and not worry about my own. Just like mm. on your knees, bam, a little bit of giving it to God. And then yes. you've been and doing... He's, he's all about brevity. Yeah, it's brevity. He's all about brevity. So you would you share your sending prayer? Because you said you guys have it memorized. Like everybody's fixing to go out the door to work, to school, or whatever. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, thank you for today. Bless us as we work, study, and play. Be present with us in all we do. May we bring glory and honor to you. And for some reason, my boys like to yell that part all together. May we bring glory and honor to you. Okay, good so, job. My son, my son has it memorized now, my older son. And so he likes to kind of lead it. Didn't you say he and, added to it? Yeah, he, he added his own. It's taped on our fridge. I don't know that one by heart because it's, it's a little bit longer. But yeah, he made his own little blessing. And so it's, but I never ever would have thought to do that had it not been for this book mm -hmm. there's so many great ideas and like even going the pepper game that one we love the pepper game we do that almost every time we light candles we say jesus is the light it's it's just a good opening ritual really to say okay this is our this is our eating time this is our family time and and, and, it, uh, and it's my, cherished it's to be cherished yes and if i I mean, I don't even worry about the candles because my son has taken that over. That's he's like, can I light the candle every time? I'm like, yep. So he lights it, and the other one will blow it out, and so it's. And you know, kids really thrive with routines. They really mm -hmm. do. And another thing Justin did was he just he really honed in on the. He said, have stranger or a friend over for supper like on a regular basis because he has a friend that didn't have family. And he never, he said, well, with four boys and stuff's getting spilled and all that, he said, I don't want to subject you to that. And his friend said, that's why I want to come because mm -hmm. I don't have that. And he talks about the difference between hospitality and uh, you just, you're opening the door to, to someone versus entertaining. I mean, you've cleaned the whole house, you're exhausted, and it's kind of like honoring something. But he said, really, hospitality is just opening the door and, hey, you're having spaghetti? Hey, come on in. We'll put another piece of garlic bread in for you. You know, like mm -hmm. something you could do on off the cuff. And I thought that was cool. That is cool. And he said, if, you're, important. if your kids are older, instead of the pepper game, you could do one conversation rule. So everyone talks about the same thing. There's no side conversations. And I said, that is something, you know, I noticed if I ever had a teacher training, there's side conversations going on all the time. Mm -hmm. So if we can teach our kids to focus on who's speaking and then kind of wait your turn. Well, and, and then it's more, it helps us grow together closer as a family because then you're actually listening instead of just the parent listening to the kid, then the other child is listening as well. Like you, everybody's mm -hmm. on the same page. It's just getting everybody on the same page. It's a focus thing and it's setting limits. That's the beauty of it, you know, because you're saying, oh, you're not supposed to talk if you don't have the pepper. Only the person with the pepper is supposed to be talking. Oh, that reminded me of another, what I think it, is that this one or I, yeah we've read just in this one uh, maybe that was uh just where it says we have friday movie night and if they say can i watch tv you say is it friday 
Mm-hmm. And I've done that and it works well. There you go. So we, and I like that. I mean, that he talks about this too, is that, you know, we do live in a society where our kids will have screens and da, da, da. and so it's not about abstinence necessarily it's just it's really about the limits and helping them be able to have self-control and okay this is a you know for this amount of time you can do this and all of that and another thing so. i really loved was the trauma to triumph so when someone gets hurt or something and i've done this at school this does work i mean Let's say someone gets hurt. Well, guess what? They need to write about it. And you you tell the cool side of that. You know, like you triumphed over that. Like you got stitches and you did that. And make that a memory for them, but not in a bad way. Make it mm-hmm. as a triumph. It was, it's hard. Like uh, you could do that. Titus uh, had that bike wreck. And you could talk yeah, I wish about I, that. I wish I'd read that before then. Because <laughs> I think he's still a little traumatized over that. I did not. I thought I handled it good, but I I didn't go back over it with him like Justin did in the book. And they said, talk, well, you could still do this because it says talk about injury in story form, like once upon a time. But when he was here, we did, we wrote a book about it. He got into it, Mm -hmm. writing and so healing. And he loved it. And he wrote it again. He said, I'm going to write this again. I think I can make it better and everything. But I think the, uh, one surprise to me was he says pursue one-on-one moments which was weird because that was also in gist mm-hmm. pursue one-on-one moments and i'm thinking wow and i, I know he has four kids mm-hmm. but i guess you know once in a while you're going to take one off and do something with that one kid which i i'm sure that would be special well and they said that's the those one-on-one moments are the ones that they usually remember better and that makes sense because the focus is on that one person. And I also liked, uh, for the most part, the place of this work is not done in the moments we set aside as spiritual. It's rather in the messy day-to-day patterns that the real work of spiritually formate, formative parenting is done. And so, and that's very freeing to to think that way because a lot of times we think, oh, I need to teach them this and this and, you know, I, I, I need to do this. But really he breaks it down in such a very easy way. It's simple. I should say simple, you know, not necessarily easy, but simple. So I think sometimes we make it more complicated and we try to make it. uh, And I know I do this. I don't really understand where they're at. And sometimes I'm trying to tell them things and they don't understand. You know, I need to break it down. Like let's, let's go back to the basics. And sometimes they don't need to be talked to at all. Like just said, you know, that they don't, they're not listening Mm -hmm. to your lectures yeah. So the habits are just a good way to avoid all of that. And I, I will think though, I do think the formation of the habits might be the, the hard part. Like once yes. you, once you get them going, kids will, the momentum is there, but he, he had this line, which I loved. We don't want to sacrifice our kids formation so we can have an easier life. Mm, great quote. And I was like, wow. I mean, uh, and one time, uh, his wife, uh, he was rude to his wife over something cause he was late for work or something. And she said, don't be rude to me just because you're mad. Mm-hmm. And then he said, that was a great time. I got to apologize in front of the boys and she got to forgive me. And he, yes. and he also, this was like the first book I've ever read that said date night can be just at home, undistracted time together. 
It can be at mm-hmm. home with no pressure, which most people say date night, let's go out, let's go out. But it, it could be in home with no distractions. Yeah. If you put that aside, you know, if you put that in your schedule, say, okay, let's have a, where we're just going to talk and, but you're going to have to turn off your screen. Which I am not, that is one I struggle with. We do not have a set date night. And so, and, and then you don't have it. Like when you don't have a set date night, like it just doesn't get done. And so I'm like, that's one that I mean, we've implemented a lot of habits from here, but that is one that I have not implemented yet that I'm like, cause he has a, a chapter on marriage and I'm like, yeah, we definitely need to set aside that every week have a, a date night and it doesn't have like, yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Some nights you could, but just to be really, I think it, it is to touch base with each mm-hmm. other, you know, and, uh, and he says on work, we were made to work. Work is good. It is from God. And for others, we feel his pleasure when we work. Like, I love that in Corey Ten Boom where her aunt was dying and they're taking up these flights of stairs, soup and everything. She said, I just was striving to love her more. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I thought, so we're working for God and for other people. And it's not a bad thing. And in our society, it's kind of a bad thing. That's true. And I, I like how he's wanting to frame that differently, but that starts with the parent. And it says that uh, if they're going to learn work, they need to be regularly invited into the work of the house. And I said, this is inevitably messer, messier than it is helpful, at least at first, which is so true. Yeah. But I will say I do have, and I, that was before this book, but, my older son has always he's always wanted to be interested in cooking and different stuff like that i'm not the best cook at all uh it's definitely more of a duty but i i do it but um like pancakes and stuff my younger my older son's always wanted to make up his own recipe and da, 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 always help with pancakes and wanted to learn how to flip them from a young age and i'm like oh and it was always so much messier so much more to clean up and now he's nine, but he's, he's came up with his own pancake recipe and he can make it all by himself. And I'm like, now that actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, you put some time so, into it. and yeah, it, yeah. Put some years of like extreme messes, but now it's like, okay, well that paid off. So, and uh, he also says that people should habitually, and that sound, that word even sounds bad, but habitually, but read imaginative stories to kids. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, C.S. Lewis said that and uh, Jim Tralee said that, you know, I, I really think if you want your kids to read the Bible, you also need because there's a lot of metaphors and stuff in the Bible that would help you if you read imaginative stories and nonfiction, both. But you need to be reading. Uh, I don't know who said always be in the middle of a book, but I love that quote. Always be in the middle of a book. And yes. It, he also said, accept their invitation to play. If they ask you, but don't play long. You don't have to play long. But like if they say, will you help us on this puzzle? Go help them on the puzzle. Mm-hmm. And then or play with cars or yeah. play with the football. or. And then it says, send them out to play on their own. Now, in my era, that was done well. <laughs> I mean, but not mom, the other. My mom yeah. locked the door on us. And, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people did all three, but she just really honed in on that. Send them out to play on their own which that helps your imagination and you do some, I mean, that's better than I'm probably sitting in front of a screen all the time, but, and. Which going back, I, I did want to say, so he breaks it down well, cause we've, we've kind of been all over the place, but 
each thing is there's chapters and so there's waking mealtimes discipline screen time family devotionals marriage work play conversations and bedtime so he breaks down each habit in those in those quadrants and they're kind of like around your day you know kind of like mm-hmm. the, the day like family devotionals he puts them kind of near after screen time or whatever but i like the way you you do a family devotional before they go to school don't you yes yeah. well that was that's okay. more of their Reading. their devotional yeah. i want them to read it and then at night uh their dad reads like just a i think it's the louis giglio he has uh they're really good they're kind of they have a little a little science lesson in there but then it connects it to creation in some way and so because that's uh, what they read here at night justin says on family devotionals children are hungry for patterns and will pick up on them it's worth picking the right patterns that's true yeah and really our minds our brains are made for habit our brains are made to find patterns like Mm -hmm. it it's it's so interesting because and i think we've talked about this before but when you are in a week that is not following a routine it seems like it takes longer it it takes more energy Mm -hmm. you're just like oh this is because you're off but that's why our brains they they look for these habits and then we find ourselves intentionally or unintentionally doing kind of the same thing repeatedly so Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to to intentionally create these habits because our brain was designed to make habits to help us function effectively yeah, you hit on something there. Basically, what you're saying is we're going to have habits. Yes. Make sure they're good ones. <laughs> Make sure they're godly habits. Yeah, because we're going to have them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because that's... Our brains can't help it. They look for that. It's a pattern-seeking thing because it does... It just makes it so much easier. And, you know, like no one thinks about driving a car after you've driven a car. But man, mm-hmm. that first time you drove a car, you were checking everything. And everything. Doing, yeah, it's 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 like that. Or riding a bike or anything. You you want that part of your brain. God devi- designed us in such an amazing way. It's amazing. It uh, really is. When you think about it. All the things that you can learn and your brain can, you, you know, you can say, well, I can't do all this. Well, he's not really suggesting you do everything all at once. He's saying take you know go little by little inch by inch it is a cinch you know yes like you tried some things you haven't done everything but you're trying to this and then get that he has a thing called a keystone habit which i like that phrase it supports a lot of other habits like um the pepper game could it's what is that supporting well family time making that special uh learning about your family practicing hospitality that could be a lot from a keystone habit like family mealtime actually is kind of going by the wayside Mm -hmm. and so he's trying to bring that back and uh, even go beyond that and and not just eat Uh, it's real easy for people to say well let's just go through drive through and get something i mean i would say even if you went through drive through go home light the candle and still do the pepper game (laughs) that's what i would say and I like, too, that he's not saying, like, you have to do this every single meal. He talks no. about, you know, sometimes, and that makes it more special on those times when you don't. Like, maybe someone's sick, and you're like, well, hey, and maybe you don't watch a, 
you don't have the TV on all week, but someone's sick and you're like, you know what? Let's eat on the couch and watch a movie. That makes it, it's okay to break the routine every once in a while. But, and I like it. He has this at the end of every chapter, but we always need the reminder of grace. God's love inspires our action, but our action does not inspire God's love. Our family habits will not change God's love for us, but God's love for us should change our family habits. So I love that he keeps that reminder of grace in there. And he tells you to be gracious with yourself because it's not going to go perfectly. And don't let that stop you from trying. Oh, he actually tells you like uh, his youngest one was screaming in the night and he got up and had a bad attitude and everything. But I mean, he he's very vulnerable. You're right. And I think that's what, you know, uh, love is at the root of everything, all learned, all parenting, all relationships love or the lack of it. And I think when he, when we're focused on that and he goes in there, then he realized I want to give him a blessing or something really can't yell at someone Mm -hmm. uh, or something, you know, there's, uh, and it really, it really pairs well with the gist book. It really does. And I think they both talk about that too. I mean, he talks about it as like discipline never happens at a moment of convenience. (laughs) But it's really anything yeah. with parenting. There's nothing in parent, not just discipline, but nothing in parenting happens at a moment of convenience. It's always inconvenient. And we, I think it's just, if we make peace with that, then we won't have anger when we're interrupted because it should that. be expected. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really did. Because nobody's going to say, okay, is this a good time for me to act up? Because I'm getting ready to act up. I'm getting ready yeah. to punch my brother. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, or no, it's always at the most. You're like, okay, we have five minutes and we're trying to get out of the house, and boom, there you go. That's it. Then you have to a moment to discipline. It seems like it it is. Uh, I I just think he had a real, he has a really good sense of humor and Mm -hmm. and and he's pretty concise with it and very organized, a, a lot more organized than I am, you know. So I appreciate the way the book was set up and like rhythms throughout your day, little routines. And, you know, you can pick and choose. Like if you're making an omelet, you don't put everything in the omelet. You mm-hmm. just put what you want in the omelet, you know, or mm-hmm. what you have. And yes. so like uh, you can pick and choose to what you need to, to I think, uh, enrich your family. And uh, it, it was really, mm, I thought it was a, uh, a blessing, a blessing for sure. Oh, yes. So, so well done. I, it was funny because you had read it, but I hadn't yet. And you gave it to me, but you were telling me things and you bought the candles and, and you told me different things. Like, I think you wrote the sending prayer down for me. And there's things that I hadn't even read the book and it was already blessing our family. We'd already implemented some of the things in there. Well, I have friends that I vox with weekly and I've told them about the pepper game and they've uh, implemented it, you know, and my one friend, she passed the candle around. I said, uh, I don't know if Kate's boys would do too good with that, but uh, you know, we might burn the place down. They get, they are enamored with the candle, you know? Yeah. And I had this written down too, which I love. We wish for a different world because we were made for a different world. Mm. he quotes c.s lewis well anybody quoting c.s lewis i kind of like him already i'm like okay well he's pretty good (laughs) which yeah we're we're all born with this longing for another world right Mm -hmm. like that's yeah so why that just points that there is another world 
and I, and I think you know that part where he said you can't you can't think yourself out of a pattern. You didn't think yourself into it. You practiced into it, mm. and you have to practice your way out. So mm. I'm trying to do that now because I, I I need to exercise. So and I I'm in the practice of not exercising. But I'm trying to do that, but it's hard. And I, I'm mm -hmm. just going to tell you, it's not. And I was thinking of this book, though. I mean, you may think, how did this book help you do that? Well, I'm thinking I want it in my routine. Yes. I want it to change. I want to. And I think we should always be evolving, you know. Yes. And I think God expects us to, you know, go forward. We, like you always say, God doesn't drive a parked car. You've got to be doing something, even if it's wrong. You can, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think that's the, that's the case. We want it to be perfect and everything just with a little red bow on it, blah, blah, blah. But Justin early is saying, no, that's not life. Life is messy. And what's that one quote? Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. Of, yeah. Or something like uh -huh. that. Mm -hmm. per don't let per perfection be the enemy. Yeah. Because we do, you know, when you, how many things will people not do? I remember when you were a kid and it, I, it was really important for me to do your birthday cake, you know, so I would be like up at the crack of dawn making the birthday cake from scratch, everything. Well, and it wasn't perfect. And, mm -hmm. you know, but Bob would say, well, it looks great. It looks great. But to me, I, every flaw, you know, stood out, but you guys liked it. You see, and mm -hmm. that would have been helpful if I'd read this book then, but <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I hadn't read this book, but at, at the end it was all eaten. So, you know, it's okay. yeah it worked out it was appreciated yeah that's good though i think if if you want to get some routines and habits in your household that make it uh something that maybe your kids will pass that on to their kids don't you think maybe titus and mm -hmm. jonah when they get older might do this with their family oh yes oh I, I mean really it, this is just life changing because this stuff could go on um, for generations you don't know how this is going to affect uh your kids kids and further you know this is all these good habits and stuff and and really when you think about the jewish culture i think that is that's a very strong reason or why their identity is so set why they know who they are you know mm -hmm. because of their family rituals and their traditions and like uh, I mean, they're doing the same thing now that has been done for hundreds and hundreds of years. So that's pretty cool. He talked about liturgy, the, a pattern of worship we repeat over and over. Liturgy. He used that word. He liked it. Mm. Remember? Yes. Yeah. And, I, and, he has, and he has different ones. I love that he gives you little samples. Little, he, it's just so well done. And you really just got to read it because, I mean, we're barely scraping it and the my i wish you could see my book it is just so written up it's there's so many good things in here well i'm just glad you and you read it pretty quickly sis so kudos to you i'm so proud and kudos to justin early for writing it because uh i i mean i think it's really enlightening and it gives you a, another way to you know navigate through this job of parenting which never ends by the way see i'm still parenting yes. you're you're my That's kid true. you're my kid yeah so so thank you for giving me this book. Yeah, still going. I'm like yeah. the Energizer Bunny. Takes a yeah. licking, but 
keeps on thinking. But we're just so, so thankful that for a hundred episodes, this was a special book. So we wanted um, episode one hundred to be special, and we we know we want you to know that you're special. And we thank you so much for joining us um, every week and um, going through some wonderful book book jewels that we find and. We're just so grateful for your presence. And I would just like to leave, since this is the 100th episode, um, y'all with a blessing. We're just going to do the the bedtime blessing. But I just, Jesus, just bless their feet. May they bring good news. Bless their legs. May they carry on in times of suffering. Bless their backs. May they be strong enough to bear the burden of others. Bless their arms to hold the lonely and their hands to do good work. Bless their necks. May they turn their heads toward the poor. Bless their ears to discern truth, their eyes to see beauty, their mouths to speak encouragement. Bless their minds. May they grow wise. And finally, bless their hearts. May they grow to love you and all that you have made in the right order. Amen. And that's a wrap. And we'll see you on the next one. And just remember, keep those pages turning and those book lights burning.